everyone it is nice to have each and every one of you back on the monster series on the time with essay it's a thrilling ride we're going to have today the hospital is a place each and every one of us goes to without a second thought that there may be serial killers lurking in the world and maybe sometimes as part of the staff of the hospital today's episode is on one of the most prolific serial killers in the history of Germany, Niels Hogel. He was believed to have killed close to about 300 people, although he was convicted for the death of about 85. Who was Niels Hogel? How did he get to have an employment in a hospital that would lead to him killing close to about 100 people? Please stay tuned. Niels was born on the 30th of December 1976 to a very happy family. His mother was a paralegal. His father was also a nurse that practiced in his hometown of Wilhelmshaven in West Germany. Niels' grandmother was also a nurse just like his father, so we could conclude that Niels came from a long line of nurses. It may have even been the motivation he had to also continue in the nursing profession. Niels decided to quit to register in a vocational school as to study to become a nurse and after two years he had fulfilled his dream of finally becoming a nurse. During the process Niels also found a girlfriend that he liked, they had a stable relationship, they got married and the product of their marriage was a very beautiful daughter. Niels seems to have everything stable in his life. A good job, he came from a good family, had a stable relationship. So where did he go wrong? How did he eventually become one of the most prolific killers in the history of Germany? Let's dig into Niels' story. By 1999, Niels had... Niels resumed his work as a nurse at the St. Willihead Hospital and he worked there for two years till 1999. So he graduated from his vocational school in 1997, worked for two years at the St. Willihead Hospital and then moved on to his next hospital. Now, was it within this period that Niels decided that he was going to follow the path he eventually followed? Now, there was something peculiar with Niels. When he moved from this hospital, the St. Willihead Hospital, to his new hospital, which is which is called the Oldenburg Hospital. Niels quickly showed that he was already an established killer. Immediately, he resumed work at the Oldenburg Hospital. He was moved to the intensive care unit. He was required to resuscitate and also put the emergency patient in, anest- in anesthesia. What the hospital noticed immediately, Niels resumed, was that there was a sudden spike in the number of deaths in the hospital. Not just, not just a, a, let's say, a little spike, it was a huge spike. The number of deaths rose by over 58%. Immediately, the board members called the meeting of all the nurses and the staff 
and brought it to their notice that they've noticed something unusual in the number of deaths in the intensive care unit or those in the, the number of deaths of those persons who were to be resuscitated and those persons who were to be put in anesthesia. So two things were happening. They noticed that there was a surge in the number of patients who were going into trauma and also there was a number of there was a there was a sudden in the number of resuscitations in the intensive care unit world and also that there was a surge in the number of deaths this happened immediately after Nils resumed working in the Odenberg hospital when this happened Nils seemed to get the feeling that all eyes were on him and that it's no, it was not going to be long before he was going to be apprehended. What he did was he quickly took a leave of absence of about three weeks from the ward he worked in in that hospital. The ward was called Ward, ward 211. He took three weeks of absence to allow things to die down a bit. What was noted was within the three weeks that Niels left the hospital, the hospital recorded only two deaths in the intensive care unit. It was clear that Niels was a problem in the ward. But what happened? Well, maybe due to carelessness or something else, the hospital didn't take action on this particular incident. When Niels returned, they noticed again that there was a surge in the number of resuscitations and deaths. So it seems the three weeks he took off was just more or less like for things to calm down, then he returns back to his mode of operation. When he returned, the hospital administrator noticed that again there was another surge. This time around, he was not just going to take things lying down. He gave Niels two options. Niels was going to decide whether he would leave the intensive care unit and start working in the logistic unit meaning he was not going to have any interaction whatsoever with patients in the emergency ward or with any patient at all or Niels could resign from his position and the hospital were willing to pay him three months severance package Niels decided that none of those options were the best for him if instead he invented a third option decided that he was going to resign and apply to a new hospital. The angel of death was just moving from one location to another location. The surprising thing was on leaving this particular hospital, even with the number of deaths that trailed his presence in the hospital, the hospital administrator still gave him a sterling recommendation, even mentioning that Niels completed all tasks that were assigned to him to the utmost satisfaction and used a lot of other phrases that really praised his work ethics. Niels had worked there for two years or close to three years so he made his next move from the Oldenburg Hospital to the Delman Hospital. This was a hospital that eventually would be the culmination of all his deeds and where he would eventually be apprehended. Nils moved from the Oldenburg Hospital to Delmenhurst Hospital 
and he carried along his desire to kill the persons. It was more or less like the Grim Reaper just changed location. Now, in the new hospital where Niels worked, Niels had not just changed location, he had become bolder. In fact, what some of his colleagues noted about him was he was always so eager to be at the forefront of every resuscitation that he was nicknamed the Resuscitation Rambo. Niels saw it as some form of accomplishment to resuscitate persons who had gone into shock. In this new hospital, notice we said he had become a lot bolder. He was administering a drug into the IV parts, into the IVs of patients. This drug, named Ajmalin, was not a drug that was prescribed by any doctor in the hospital. This drug could do some things. It could put someone into shock. And then, if the person wasn't careful, the person administering the drug wasn't careful, this individual who already was in the intensive care unit having medical, severe medical conditions, a person could eventually die from the administration of this drug. So what Niels was doing was he would administer this drug, this person would go into shock, then he would proceed to try to resuscitate this person. Niels was doing this and in some cases he would be successful in resuscitating the patient, in other cases he won't be successful. So just like in the Oldenburg in, um, hospital, immediately Niels resumed work in this hospital, there was a spike again in the number of resuscitations and in the number of deaths. This was very, very unusual. In fact, while he was working there, in one year, 73% of the deaths were found out to have occurred when Niels was on duty. It was more or less like if 100 deaths happened in the hospital, Niels was responsible for killing close to 73 of those persons. Now, because he had become bold, Niels no longer decided to take caution. He left some of the drugs, some of the vials of the drugs he administered lying around. And on one occasion, one of his, some of his staff saw some of these drugs in his locker. They noted that it was not prescribed by any doctor, and this was a cause for concern. On another occasion, one of his colleagues noted that Niels had gone into the room of a patient with this adrenaline vial in his hand and a syringe in the other hand. Niels was administering this drug that was not prescribed by any of the doctors in the hospital. Immediately, this his colleague sounded the alarm. Niels was arrested and was tried. And what was showed was that he had been doing this for a while. But there's a twist to this story, which makes it a lot funny. After he was found guilty of doing all this, Niels received a very funny sentencing. What was it? June 22, 2005 was the last time Niels could ever play gamble with a patient's life. He was caught by one of his colleagues trying to improperly administer adrenaline into a patient's syringe pump. With the concerns of his other colleagues and them voicing their suspicion that Niels seems to have been behind a lot of the resuscitations and deaths in the hospital, the police eventually started looking into his work and they quickly found out that there were a lot of things that were wrong with the way Niels worked. He was taken to court, 
found guilty and sentenced to only five years in prison and a temporary suspension of his nursing license. Well, the hospital didn't stop there and his colleagues, they pushed for more investigation to be done. And after further investigation was carried out, the court did something that was not usual. The appeal for the case was made that news um, sentencing should be made a lot more severe. So he was sentenced now to seven years in prison and then his nursing license was suspended permanently. This was done in December 2006. So it meant that Nils was going to spend seven years in prison due to come out in 2014. Towards the end of his sentencing, that's when he was going to eventually be released from prison, his previous hospital, the Oldenburg Hospital, and also his other hospital, the Diamondhurst Hospital, decided to launch investigations into the deaths that occurred while he was a staff in the hospital. What they found out was they were close to about hundreds and hundreds of deaths, 300 deaths that occurred that could be directly linked to nails while he was on duty. But out of those deaths, quite a number of them could not be investigated. Why? Because the bodies had been cremated. Some other ones were already decayed beyond any investigation. But those that were investigated, a hundred and five of them, proof was seen that Nils had administered adrenaline to close to a hundred and five of these cases. When these evidence were brought before him, Nils quickly ad- admitted to all of them and said, well, he can clearly remember 90 of the cases and that in 60 of those cases he lost the victim he resuscitated the victim while in about 30 of those cases he lost them well when further research was made the the court eventually convicted him of killing 85 persons but on further investigation the police found out that the number was way higher than that in fact it was put that close to about 300 persons may have lost their life to Neil while he worked in this hospital the funny thing was the the court the prosecution none of them could impute a motive could find out what the motive was for Neil's doing what he did in the end they just concluded that he may have killed hundreds and hundreds of people just because he was bored. So, Nils was effectively playing Russian roulette for the life of patients under his care. This is as dark as it gets. We will call Nils the Reaper Nurse. Thanks everyone for giving me your ears again on this monster series on A Time With Essie. I'll be glad to have you guys back for another episode. See ya.